Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis, ready for the primetime podcast. We've got two big matchups here, Josh, and the real primetime matchup is the first one. Bills and Chiefs rematch of the AFC Championship game. That was a huge fun one, 38-24 Kansas City, and they're right back here on the same field for a rematch. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you've got so many so many fireworks, you know, all over the place on offense. It just should be a lot of fun to watch just as a football fan. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to break that one down for everybody. Then we'll get to the Monday night game uh, between Indianapolis and Baltimore. Not quite as exciting no. from a DFS perspective. So let's focus on game one for now. And we'll get to that later. But uh, this is a rematch. And a lot of the same faces will be there. Uh, interesting dynamic, though. One new receiver on each side. We've mm-hmm. got Emmanuel Sanders, of course, off to a good start with Buffalo. And then on the Kansas City side, the big news is Josh Gordon is active now. So uh, we are uh, assuming he'll be out there. And he's cheap. So uh, mm-hmm. he's going to be somebody that we need to talk about. But Let's start with the Buffalo side. Uh, you know, they're coming in with a better record here, Josh, three and one to Kansas City's two and two, but they've had a much easier schedule. Shutouts against Miami and Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how, how do you think it's going to play out when they uh, face off against this juggernaut of, of Kansas City? Well, Kansas City's kind of had their number, at least last year they did. You know, Kansas City won both games, um, really two different ways. The first game, I remember Kansas City really ran the ball a ton. Uh, and then later in the AFC title game, you know, it was Patrick Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey, more traditional Chiefs kind of football. But um, I think that that this game is going to be maybe a little bit of a combination of the two, somewhere in between. So, Yeah. And it's a nice close spread, only three points uh, in favor of Kansas City, but the juicy over under 56 and a half. So lots of points to be had. I'm not planning on using defenses here, Josh. I think that would be more of an option in the second game potentially. So let's talk about these offensive weapons on on Buffalo. Uh, What do you think about Josh Allen for starters? Well, for starters, I, I'm trying to figure out how he's the highest-priced player on the slate. That, that's yeah. pretty surprising. He's $12,400. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when he's slapping the face to Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. He's 0-2, you know, against the Chiefs in his career. You know, of course, they had the, the first loss at Buffalo, and then last year, of course, in the AFC title game. And I was – I saw this this um, clipping from uh, one of his press conferences this week, and Josh Allen was saying that that was the most the AFC Championship game was probably the most hostile environment he's ever played in. Which, if that's the case, then he's really in for a rude awakening on Sunday because he's going to get a full crowd at Arrowhead. So that's definitely something that that I think is going to be a, a little bit of a of a uh, culture shock for him. So big time, yeah. Sea yeah. of red. Great, uh, great home fans there. Absolutely. Sure. And um, so, yeah, so so he has a favorable matchup on paper. Um, Kansas City is 31st in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And um, but but where Allen has really found a lot of success is actually on the ground. 
last year in the AFC championship game, he had seven carries for 88 yards. So if he puts up some numbers like that, along with what he's capable of doing in the air, then he, then he could have a game that would be worth that high price. So, no, no doubt about it. That that stat jumped out as, as me as well. Uh, now, who who do you think he'll be targeting the most? I mean, obviously Diggs will be most expensive here, right? Uh, on both sides. Do you want to pair him up with Diggs? Yeah, I do. You know, I think Diggs has probably had this game circled on his calendar the whole offseason. You know, everybody remembers after the game last year where he's standing on the sideline watching the Chiefs celebrate, and he's just had this game on his mind, I think, ever since then. And so he's really looking forward to it. He's been hyping it up in the in the press conferences this week about how much he can't wait to play this game. Um you know, he had his, his best game of the year last week with seven receptions for 114 yards. I think he could probably outdo that this week against the Chiefs defense that has struggled some against wide receivers. And they're possibly going to be without one of their top corners in Charvarius Ward. So that's definitely something that that favors Diggs for sure. Yeah, he's the number one matchup uh, on pro football focus in this game for wide receivers. Really strong grade. I think he's due for a touchdown or two as well. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to pair those guys up. Yeah. And then um, after Diggs, I'm looking at Zach Moss. He's 6,600 on DraftKings. He's been the more productive uh, running back for Buffalo this year. He scored a touchdown in three straight games going against the Chiefs, who have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. And he's really getting a lot of touches in the red zone. He had four or five and six red zone touches in his last three games. And even though he and, and Devin Singletary have kind of been splitting the carries, it's the red zone touches that he's getting that really made the difference. So I, if he continues to get those red zone carries, then then that's going to be, you know, where he gets the extra boost. Yeah, I mean, that is a trend that is significant. But that backfield in general is so frustrating. Yeah. Because it, they can be so touchdown dependent when they're both getting touches. And then you've got Josh Allen, who might just keep it himself. Mm-hmm. So, um Tough to to get too excited about those guys. Yeah. How about uh, any of the other pass catchers other than Diggs? Any interest there? Yeah, I'm looking at Dawson Knox. You know, he had a real nice game last week. He saw his most targets that he's seen this year with eight targets. Um, he had five receptions for 37 yards and two touchdowns. And of his eight targets, four of them were in the red zone. So you can kind of look for Allen to be looking for him in the red zone once again this week. Kansas City has allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends. So it's another favorable matchup for Dawson Knox. Yeah, definitely. 33% advantage, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, you like that he's getting in the end zone, got in the end zone against Kansas City last year. Yeah. Um, and then got Sanders and Beasley, Gabriel Davis, cheap option. He only has three catches on the season. Uh, so, you know, somewhat concentrated. Uh, with Diggs, Sanders, and Beasley as wideouts. Um, but I'm not sure I would get past two or three Buffalo guys on the six-man DraftKings slate because yeah. I'd like to get a significant amount of Chiefs in my lineup. Right, yeah. Yeah, I would lean towards the Chiefs in this matchup, but I think you do want to have at least two of the Bills. Yep, I think that's smart. So let's transition to that Kansas City side. Uh, we've got Mahomes dealing with being underpriced compared to Allen. Um, and <laughs> you know, three, 325 and three last year in that AFC championship game. So he's got good vibes there. Tyreek had a huge game. Kelsey did too. 
Uh, mm-hmm. 13 catches, over 100 yards, two scores. So, uh, you know, I think you could go, go back to either of those two. I'm going to lean Kelsey, I think, a little bit here. He's 1,200 cheaper on DraftKings. He's got a great matchup on paper with PFF, 49% advantage. And Tyreek just had the enormous game last week. So I, you know, I, I think odds are that Andy Reid leans back on Kelsey this week, takes mm-hmm. it easy on Tyreek a little bit. And we've got Josh Gordon. So I think that's going to attract some attention from Mahomes. I think when he's out there, they're going to design some plays for him. And apparently he's in tremendous shape. So I don't think this is going to be a situation where they put Gordon out there just to you know run 15 routes to get in shape. Yeah, uh, I think if he's ready to go and they put him out there, they're going to have some plays for him. And you know, Demarcus Robinson has not been uh, no. doing much this season. He only has six catches all year. Uh, they're obviously a little bit disappointed with that group. Uh, McCole Hardman's had uh, you know some some steady. Uh, contributions compared to Pringle, who's the next man on the on the depth chart. Um, but you know, I think you need probably two of these Kansas City pass catchers. That's where I'm leaning on, on DraftKings, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm thinking of you know probably paying up for Kelsey, and then I may just go with Gordon. I mean, eighteen hundred. Uh, mm. That's that's a pretty attractive attractive price in, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. And I, I think that, you know, with Kansas city, when they lost Sammy Watkins, they've, they've really kind of, I think that's kind of been part of their, their early struggles that they've had with the two and two start is not having that third guy that they can kind of depend on. Uh, so Josh Gordon should be able to establish, establish himself in that role and really provide a boost. I think um, if not this week, then in the near future, for sure. Yeah, the other thing I'm looking forward to is just seeing how these teams match up again, you know, in contrast to what they've done so far this season. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we mentioned their records, Buffalo 3-1, and one, and, and those easy matchups against Miami and Houston. And then their other two games were against Pittsburgh and Washington. So yeah. really an easy schedule. And, and the thing that that's allowed them to do is put down – you know, great numbers defensively. They're only allowing 235 yards per game, 68 mm. on the ground and 167 through the air. So, you know, this is going to be quite a wake up call to see if yeah. they can, you know, stay anywhere close to those numbers. I don't think they can. Um, so this is where you really have to, you know, sometimes throw out, throw out the numbers, look at the matchups. And then on the flip side, look at Kansas city. They're two and two, but they've had to play Cleveland, Baltimore, the chargers, and then Philadelphia, so they got that second win. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, th- so their defensive numbers that you quoted are—they're on the number. I mean, they've on paper Buffalo has awesome matchups, yeah, through the air or on the ground, because you know Kansas City is giving up over 450 yards per game. Mm-hmm. But those are those are good offenses in Buffalo. I mean, this is a great offense for Buffalo as well. Right. But I just think that you know. Those numbers are, are going to, you know, uh, move towards each other a little bit more, and um, I, I'm looking for the talent of Kansas City to win out here. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Excellent. All right, well, let's uh, transition to Game Two here, and you know, this is a very interesting situation because we're recording this on Friday night, 
And the Monday night slate for Indianapolis and Baltimore isn't up yet on DraftKings or FanDuel. And we kind of think that possibly they're like, this game is going to be such a clunker. We don't even want to put it up. Yeah, it's it's pretty surprising. I don't think I've ever seen that where you've got, you know, that that Monday night game around the corner and, and it's not even available for you to take a look and see what the prices are going to be and all that. So we're going to have to use our, our uh, knowledge and research and make some estimated or educated guesses here. But I think we can get pretty close to some of these numbers. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun to predict some of the prices. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have a good feel for the price ranges on a lot of these guys. It, you know, the, the alg- algorithm falls a pretty close pattern with the, you know, the different tiers of pricing for the receivers and then the kickers and defenses and then mm-hmm. the cheap punt plays. So, uh, you know, we can get a feel for that. And then, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for members to uh, just jump in with us and get our final lineups once we get the final pricing and put the lineups together. We give out full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo for all of these one-game slates, cash lineups, GPP lineups. On DraftKings, we give out a core for the GPPs, the hybrid lineups. Um, so we'll, we'll do that. It uh, it ends up being quite a roster of lineups yeah. uh, for all these showdown slates. So DFSCoachTalk.com. If you want to join as a member, get our lineups, uh, jump in this weekend. Any membership you get, you get all of our sports. And we do all these full lineups in every sport. So uh, so jump in at DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you. All right, so Indianapolis, Baltimore, uh, Ravens are favored by seven at home. Total much lower here at 46. Uh, you're Indianapolis. You get to start with them as the road team here. They got their first win, uh, win last week against Miami, now one and three. Yep. What are your thoughts on that side here in week five? I think for Indianapolis, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> I think that this is a tough matchup for them. Um, they're dealing with quite a few injuries. They've got, you know, Naheem Hines and Darius Leonard were both limited today after they missed practice yesterday. They've got some injuries on the offensive line. Their center, Ryan Kelly, looks like he might be out, you know, might be out. And they've had some struggles on the offensive line this year already. So if he's out and these other guys are banged up, you know, and, and it's just a tough matchup, I think it's just going to be a long day for, for Indianapolis. But who knows? We've had a lot of really close, you know, primetime games this year and matchups that we didn't think were going to be that close. So maybe this one will surprise us as well. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, they've had a pretty tough schedule too. Yeah. Starting off with Seattle and the Rams and then Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, maybe they're a little bit better than than one and three. They've got more potential. By the way, this is one of my favorite stats that I've seen recently. Listen to these. You talk about Indianapolis, what kind of team they are. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're giving up 346 yards per game. Offensively, they're gaining 348. They're giving up 232 yards passing. They're getting 236. They're giving up 114 yards rushing. They're getting 112. So they're basically a mirror of themselves offensively and defensively. Yeah. So uh, now that, I mean, they're not going to face themselves uh, on Monday night. It's not going to be a practice scrimmage. Right. They're going to be facing these Ravens mm-hmm. uh, who've got, uh, you know, a lot of uh, studs out there. So 
where are you looking? You've got to pick somebody on Indianapolis. So where, where are you looking? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to dig pretty deep on this one. I was even looking at the kicker at one point, but I landed on um, Jonathan Taylor. Um, that's the one area where Baltimore has been more susceptible. Um, they're 22nd in fantasy points allowed to running backs. And Taylor's coming off his best game of the year against Miami with 16 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. So I think that Jonathan Taylor should be in play. He's probably going to be somewhere around eight to 9,000, I would expect, for his price. So, Yeah, uh, I like it. I, th- I think he's the X factor for me on this slate because you know Indianapolis has a crowded backfield, just like mm-hmm. Baltimore. You know, you've got Taylor, Hines, and Mack. Uh, Mack took last week off while he was inactive, but then he comes back in uh, two weeks ago. He was inactive. Then he comes back in and gets 11 touches against Miami. And Taylor, like you said, was excellent with his 19 touches, but you've still got Hines there. He had a handful. Um, But the matchup itself, here's one where I think the stats are, are helpful. This is one that jumped out at me. I didn't anticipate that Indianapolis would have a 34% run blocking advantage against mm-hmm. Baltimore, according to PFF. Um, you know, because Baltimore's only given up 85 rushing yards per game, but they have given up five rushing touchdowns. Mm. So, you know, that's why the fantasy point numbers are so high, and it it seems like a, a better matchup. Uh, and we know they want to give it to Taylor. They want to run it. So yeah, if he's in the eight to nine thousand dollar range, I think he's definitely playable. Yeah. Um, outside of the backfield here, what about Wentz and any of his pass catchers? I'm not really on Wentz in this game, but I do like Zach Pascal um, in the slot. You know, he should see a lot of opportunities there, and that's one area where Baltimore is you know a little bit weaker than they are on the outside on the corners. But um, so, yeah, Pascal's going to be one guy that I'm looking at uh, for a receiver for, for the Colts. Probably going to be somewhere around the mid sixes, I would expect, for his price. And then I'm looking uh, pretty deep at a value play at, at tight end with Mo Alley Cox. Um, you know, coming off a pretty nice game last week with three catches for 42 yards and two touchdowns. And Baltimore has actually allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So I think that Mo Alley Cox is going to be a nice sleeper play that will help you get all those other big plays from Baltimore that you want to have in your lineup. Yeah, uh, excellent. You know, I kind of look at it the same way where you could go with, you know, maybe a mid-tier guy in the slot, Pascal, a solid matchup there. I just don't like these Indianapolis receivers in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like him in this matchup. Baltimore has given up the seventh fewest amount of fantasy points to wide receivers specifically. Yeah. Now they haven't had really tough matchups with Detroit and Denver and Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas has a great passing attack this year, but it's you know heavy on Waller. Right. So um that kind of is a wash. Uh and then you look at the tight end, like you said, it's a great matchup. Uh, because Baltimore's given up so much, but they have faced Waller and Kelsey. Yeah. So true. Uh, you got to take that into account. But, you know, it's one of those games where I could see Wentz to a tight end mm-hmm. being the, the key combo. And Wentz, you know, he's far from my favorite fantasy quarterback. I, I really don't like him in general, all the turnovers. 
and he's on this team now that they really do like to run it or check it down. But he did finally get that win. He got 228 and two scores against Miami. So he's trending in the right direction. He's he's practicing more, so he's getting healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it may end up being either we go Taylor or we go Wentz to one of his pass catchers, and I think it could be one of the tight ends. Uh, Moali Cox with the big game last week. Jack Doyle still a, a factor. We got to yeah. check his health right before kickoff, and then make the final final call there. Yep, I think those are good points. So, what do you think about Baltimore this game? Well, I I do like the Baltimore side a little bit better here uh, at home, big favorites, but uh, I'm leaning more towards the passing attack here even though we know Baltimore loves to run it. Mm-hmm. They've got that streak of 100-yard games on the ground um, that they've been riding for quite some time. But this is another crowded backfield that keeps changing. Now we've got Bell and Freeman out there backing up Latavius Murray. We have a little more clarity with Murray getting 18 carries last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, another number that jumped out at me, because we know that Baltimore loves to run it so so much, they've been so great at it, all these years, right. they only have a 2% run blocking advantage against Indianapolis. Mm. And Indianapolis has given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs, even though they faced King Henry. Mm. So that's pretty stout. Yeah. And, mm. you know, then you get a, you know, crowded backfield with uh, split carries. Um, I, you know, my first lineup, I think I may fade that group. Mm. Uh Am I crazy? Do you do you think that that we need to get one of those guys or? No, I don't. I don't think it's crazy at all because you know it's just such a guessing game when you've got that running back committee backfield. You know, it's just hard to know who's going to get those those carries and those opportunities. And then you've got Lamar Jackson who could run for a hundred yards at any time. So you know. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Speaking of Lamar, uh, I, I would like to get him in my lineup here. You know, likely to be the highest uh, point getter. Because uh, he's so dynamic, uh, and I think I'll look for him to pass it here and, and, and try to connect him with one of his pass catchers. Um, looking at Marquise Brown, yeah, Indianapolis giving up the eleventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He's got a solid matchup. Uh, you could look at Sammy Watkins. You know, he's just the classic, probably five to six thousand dollar player on on DraftKings if he scores a touchdown yeah then he's a major factor if he doesn't you know he may just get another four for 49 like last week Mm -hmm. Um, you've also got uh, James Prochet who had a big game for him last week five catches for 74 Uh, he and Duvernay are the classic cheap punt guys for Baltimore in these showdown slates and they're in so many primetime games yeah, I feel like you know it's like every three weeks I'm I'm looking at those guys and trying to decide is it worth a look. So, you know they got more involved last week. Uh, worth they're worth considering if you play you know several lineups. Mm-hmm. But uh, probably just go with Lamar to Brown, or uh, I may get Mark Andrews in there. Mm. Uh, this is is a solid matchup uh, for tight ends. They've given up a couple uh, touchdowns there. And we know that he's uh, a favorite of, of Lamar. So uh, wh- what do you think about Lamar with either Brown or, or Andrews matched up with him? 
Yeah, from what I've watched of Baltimore this year, he's been connecting with Marquise Brown more than anyone. So I think that would probably be my first choice, uh, especially on the deep ball. So that that could be a huge – if you could get a 50- to 60-yard touchdown pass to Brown, I mean, that's going to make a big difference in your lineup. Yeah, and, you know, he had a rough one a couple weeks ago, but back on track last week. And like you said, you know, they have a much better connection than last year when it was – a big issue there, Brown not getting enough targets, complaining about it, and and they just weren't really clicking. But much better groove this year, so I, I like that call. And then, you know, you mentioned the kickers. Uh, we've got Tucker here, who's a an absolute all star, all pro, sixty six yard game winning field goals, and then he, he hit several last week. Uh, he, he's a guy that could certainly pay off in this game, for sure. Yeah, I would I would definitely consider him too for your low your low priced options. Excellent. Well, like we said, we are going to build these full lineups for the members. We'd love to have you. DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh jump in there, grab a three-day pass, grab a five-day pass, check us out. Uh you'll get our other lineups for preseason NBA, MLB playoffs, uh, PGA, all the good stuff. Um, and then if you don't mind. Uh, hit the uh, like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the alert button so you get these podcasts when they when they show up throughout the week from our different sports. And uh, hopefully that covers it. Josh, did I miss anything? No, I think that was about it. I think we got okay. it. Beautiful. Well, check out our main slate podcast if you haven't already. And we hope it's a tremendous week five for everybody. Certainly planning on that for the family in uh, Discord. Yeah. Looking forward to it releasing those lineups on on sunday morning and then of course sunday night monday night for the primetime game so have a great nfl weekend everybody thank you for tuning in on behalf of josh crash davis and the rest of the dfs coach talk team i'm andrew hansen we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in dfs